this year, uh, we're definitely going to make a profit for sure. We're going to reinvest probably all of it because it's just it's meager. You know, like the 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 value to me won't be much, and um, the value to Connor won't be much. But the value to the paper, like we 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 don't spend any money nearly on the paper. It's very cheap to run, um. So every little actually does go a long way so we'll probably just reinvest the whole thing uh we have a few pretty cool ideas what to do with the money welcome to the chasing passion podcast my name is dom and i'm your host each week i bring on a passionate person to help you discover your own passion in life and how to begin pursuing thanks for spending some time with me today and let the episode begin in this episode we're joined by alex lawyer Alex is currently working as a financial service consultant in PwC. He's also the deputy editor of UCD College Tribune, which is Ireland's only financially independent student newspaper. His previous experience lies in finance and marketing in numerous SMEs and startups. He's also on the board of Irish Graduate Network, which is a platform from which Irish graduate business professionals and entrepreneurs meet to form business relationships, create business opportunities, and share information. Without further ado, please enjoy the episode. Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. So thank you for joining me on this wonderful Tuesday, I believe, is it? Yes. No, Wednesday, Tom. Oh, Wednesday. Yeah. Sorry. It's, time, time it's a long week. Fun. It's a long week. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess um, for the people who don't know who you are, uh, yeah. could you just give some background, some context behind who you are, what are you all about, and what do you do? Yeah. Uh, my name is Alex Loy. I'm 22. Um, living in Dublin, moved up here from Wexford uh, for college. I've known Dom for, I don't know how many years, 10, maybe 10. We were yeah, in right secondary well. school <laughs> together. Um, and yeah, I'm working in PwC, which is a financial services company. Um, I'm doing financial services consulting in there. Um, that's my main nine to five job. And on the side, I do a few other bits and bobs like the College Tribune newspaper and the Irish Graduates Network. Hmm. Okay, and I'd love to get into your course. Uh, so what did you actually study in college? Yeah, I studied commerce in UCD, um, which is essentially a mix of every branch of business. So you kind of, the first year is very broad. You kind of do a bit of accounting, economics, um, maths for business, marketing, you name it. If it's business related, we've probably touched on it. Mm. And then towards second and third year, you kind of go deeper into what you think you are going to like. So a lot of people focus on accounting, but it wasn't for me. Um, So I began to focus on marketing and finance because uh, I wasn't too sure which route I wanted to go down. Right, so okay. I just kind of decided to split it down the middle and see which one I liked. Um, But yeah, it was three years. Um. I did four months in Canada as part of the part of the degree, mm. which was a, a good experience. And yeah, kind of, I just flew through it. We have, um, I don't know if your course does this, but we have the opportunity to do an internship for a year. Yeah, we have that um, as well. Except yeah, six months for us. Six months for you. Okay. Yeah, ours is a full year. Right. Um, but I didn't want to opt for it. I kind of was on the fence. I applied for a few places half half heartedly. Um, didn't get any offers, but I wasn't too upset because mm. I don't think I wanted to do it. It was probably the good, uh, the good outcome. Um, so yeah, just kind of skipped through three years and into now the working here. world. Yeah, now I'm here. 
And were you always interested in business? Like, why did you choose business in the first place? Like, what were you interested in school? Yeah. What kind of interests did you follow? And so on. Um, I think I'd be lying if I said I always was. Um, hmm, okay. I kind of, I used to be big into um, sport and drawing. Like, drawing used to be my big thing. Really? Yeah, okay. I used to want to be a car designer. Um, I was going to go to Italy to design cars. So that that was my goal when I was in like TY, I think. Right. Um, but then I think it was about TY. I started to not like the idea of that so much and veered towards business as a nice general course to kind of see what I did or didn't like. So that's why I went for commerce because it's, it's very general at the start, like I said. And I kind of thought, okay, I might like accounting, I might like economics, might like maths, might like whatever um so i wanted to do business purely just to see what i enjoyed mm. uh, and that's where i discovered that, that, sense, I, yeah. that i actually liked just business in in general yeah like nothing nothing too specific yeah and like what was the point in because you said in ty you mm. didn't really want to pursue being a car designer in, in yeah it. so what was the decision process? was it the ty enterprise company that kind of uh, guided you <laughs> in that direction or like what happened there I don't know, maybe maybe subconsciously, yeah. I really enjoyed that actually. That was brilliant. Oh my favorite uh, my favorite thing. It was unreal. Far, yeah. I really liked it. Like yeah. you're doing something you like and making money for it yeah. was kinda really nice. Um yeah, maybe subconsciously that was what what kinda made me tick towards business. I don't know. Mm. I haven't really thought about it before. Mm. Yeah. And like did you like were you always did you always want to do like a car design as a as a as a child or did you have like any other dreams um no i only i love cars like love (laughs) still do still do and i always loved drawing yeah loved it and i don't know it never occurred to me to to join the two together until probably like third year ty yeah um and then i was like i i kind of put the dots together and i was like holy crap this could be really cool but the more i looked into it the more um uh, of an engineering mindset you kind of mm. had to have like it was it was all well and good drawing these these fantastic prototypes and designs but when it comes to actually drawing a car you know you need a lot more engineering abilities which you know i don't have and i don't have an interest in learning them so it kind of wasn't mm. the smart move for me <laughs> and what were your kind of favorite subjects in school the javanese favorites oh yeah um i liked i loved art i loved history mm-hmm. um didn't like studying for history <laughs> but i like learning it um just like on my own terms and uh i really liked maths i wasn't great at it but i really liked it mm. definitely not the best at maths quite the opposite but uh yeah i enjoy it well i'm the same on maths um like yeah. i feel like we were in the same class. We were in the same yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was obviously much worse than you. Uh, but I remember. No. I remember when I was motivated to do something in maths. I was like, right, I'm gonna study. I'm yeah. gonna be the best person in class. Yeah. And that day, they all thought I cheated, but I didn't cheat. <laughs> I just studied for it. Yeah. But um, so I think like with maths, it's like once you once it clicks, once you actually get it, you're like, that's it. That's it. I am. Exactly. I am a genius. Exactly. And it's the same with accounting. Yeah. And yeah. when I did accounting, straight away. I knew it just wouldn't <laughs> click. It still hasn't clicked. Like I, most of accounting, just for, like the complex accounting, I just don't don't get it, and I don't think I ever will. Yeah, and yet you chose. Were you doing accountancy? No, you you were doing finance and marketing. 
Did that involve some aspect? Well, finance and marketing, you specialize in finance and marketing mm-hmm. in college in your mm-hmm. commerce course. Yeah. But did that involve any accounting or what was that all about? No, so the the finance that we would have been doing, there was no accounting. It was, There was definitely maths involved. Mm. But um, if you remember uh, the, what was it called in Leavenshire? Financial maths? Oh, was, that? was it? Uh, and it, it didn't come up for our year and everyone was very upset about it. No. Um, is this in the, in, the, in the maths yeah yeah oh I have no idea I can't remember but anyway it didn't come up for us and it was like my favourite part because it was for like for business kind of right okay, okay. Um, <laughs> and yeah so that's kind of what we're doing obviously harder than leaving certain level but uh, yeah. no, there was never any accounting in finance no, no and like what were your biggest takeaways from your course mm. good question um, probably to experience as many things as you can so like i said we had so many different modules to choose from mm. it was uh and fair enough if you know what you like you mm. focus on what you like but i wasn't too sure what i liked so i kind of like did random modules just to experience it and see if i enjoyed them and i think that's quite beneficial um i'd also say just make friends like it's very easy to stick to your own friend group or you know uh if you live in a student house, it's very easy to just remain friends with your student housemates. Just branch out, like just you know, make some new buddies. Yeah, make some new buddies because you never know when you know if you'll end up being friends for life or not. And that brings us to like the you know you're doing Irish graduate networks, which is, yes. which, is which is essentially just a networking group for uh, graduates. Um, yeah. So like. Once again, it brings it to the point, you know, networking is so important. It's key, yeah, it is. Um, kind of, so, yeah, for some context as to why I got involved, um, I did an unpaid internship over a summer. With And where was that? Uh, it was in a digital marketing company. Oh, so okay. so he's the person who hired me. His name was Michael. Right. Um, and in Michael's office, there were two other companies so one was a finance company so that was perfect because i really like that um an equity crowdfunding startup called uh, spark crowdfunding mm. uh, and i had literally just started when i came in the door so that was brilliant to be exposed to that and the conversations that they were having i didn't really give a huge amount of input to spark because it was only new and chris was chris is the spark ceo he was on the ball um but just like hearing these two really good business people chatting, you know, I learned a lot from that. And then the third person who was in the room, usually in the office, um, was uh, Connor Foley, who's the head of IIBN, the Irish International Business Network. And that's the parent organization of the Irish Graduates Network, which only launched there in November. So I had no idea at the time, but this was brewing in his mind to start this up. So I went in and did an unpaid internship purely just for experience um and then michael kept me on during my final year of college so that was good but this time it was paid so now i had the benefit of the experience plus i was getting cash so i was happy out Hmm. and then so we finished up there um when i finished college parted ways or whatever and this this is kind of what exemplifies the the part of networking um connor foley the head of IOBN reached out to me and said, Alex, would you like to be involved in this? And so that's how I got involved in the Irish Graduates Network. Just from one unpaid internship, you know, this has brought me to several other places. Wow, so just, um, that just shows you, like, you know, whatever yeah, opportunity comes yeah, up, take it, because yeah, you never know where it's going to exactly. end up. Exactly, so. and so that, that clicked with me. And when he asked me, 
I kind of because I kind of recognized the the effects of networking. I wanted to wanted to be involved. Mm. Yeah. And like, what is your role within the IGN? Yeah. Meaning on, uh, Irish Graduate Network. Yeah. On 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 paper, it's um. Actually, what is it on paper? Jesus, I don't know. Is it the events manager? No, no, I'm not part of the events team. It's uh, I actually can't remember what the title is. Anyway, it doesn't matter what the title <laughs> is. What I actually do is I do the newsletter. Right. Um, okay. So every month we release a newsletter. So there'll usually be a little introduction, um, a recap or a summary of the 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 headline events that we host each month. Mm. Um, so that's usually quite interesting and it refreshes people's minds who were there and people who weren't there can get to experience and benefit from the event to a lesser extent, I suppose, but, you know, still get some takeaways from it. Um, I interview uh, the board or other people within the the IGN network. Um, then I'll just stick in a few bits of news that would be beneficial to our members and put it all together nicely and, yeah, get it out. So you're obviously enjoying writing a lot. Yes. Like, you enjoy writing. Yes, correct. And, like, what is it about about it that you enjoy Mm, I don't know. It's um, it's kind of a combination of telling a story. Mm. It's it's fun to tell stories. It's just I don't know. I enjoy it, but also um, it's a good it's a good uh, medium to help people. People when when people read, they retain stuff even if they don't recognize it. So when you write something valuable, I think it helps people a lot of the time. Wait, that's interesting. You said when you read stuff, you retain stuff even though you don't necessarily know about it. I think so, yeah. How does that work? I t- I like, for example, I always thought that reading is quite, quite passive and that whatever you read, well, if you passively read it, you might only retain like 5% of the information. Yeah. But that's a random statistic I came up with. But basically, yeah, how, how does that work? Why do people retain such information? Um, to be honest, I don't know the science behind it. I just know that it that for me anyway, it's true. It's true, yeah. Um, if I asked you about any current topic, you'd probably be able to give me some very high level overview of it. I Coronavirus. Think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you would though, wouldn't you? Yeah. And you know, you're yeah. reading this on the bus. You don't really care what you're reading. It's just to keep yourself busy. That is but true, you actually. do, you do retain a few of the stats, you know, and you don't remember how, but you just do. Um, so yeah, I think it's mainly just to, to kind of share what I learn. Hmm. And like apart from writing, what other main interests or like things you like to do, or hobbies even? Um, I love music, listening to music. What uh, kind of music? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, um, definitely old school rap would be number one, and French rap would be number two. Very close, number two. Yeah, yeah. Um, then probably a bit of uh, like JJ Kale or Eric Clapton. I like to do them. Nice. Yeah. So music, writing, what else do you like to do? Um, I used to be big into sport. I kind of stopped for a while because of the leaving cert. Mm-hmm. Kind of use it as an excuse to That's get, four years get ago, lazy. Alex. I know, I know. <laughs> don't remind me. Um, so I've, I've kind of tried to take it back up. So I'm, I, I jogged all of last year and I've now decided to start cycling. So I'm trying to get into cycling now. Nice. Yeah, and like you obviously have an interest in business. Uh, For do sure. You, like, wh- how do you? I guess how do you maintain your knowledge in, in business? How do you get new information in business? Like, do you have any books, articles, resources, anything at all that comes to mind? Um, 
I think I learned the most from uh, doing. So, right. No amount of books that I read in commerce or just in general have taught me as much as you know this this internship or the work that I'm doing now. It's so good to be exposed to how you actually should be working and what you need to know versus you know what you don't really need to know. Uh, I think that's the best way to learn. I think a close second would be talking to people who are in that field. Um, I think that's probably a fantastic way. And then, yeah, reading for sure is good, but just not as good Mm. as the experience itself. And you get to talk to a lot of interesting people because of College Tribune. So, I guess, um, could you provide some context behind what College Tribune is and what is your role and what does that actually involve? Yeah, Uh, so the UCD College Tribune is the only financially independent student newspaper wow. in Ireland. Uh, so by default, we're also the largest financially <laughs> yeah. independent news, uh, student-led newspaper. So I usually say the largest. I don't usually <laughs> say only. Um, so don't tell anyone. Um, but yeah, so I I began writing for, just for the paper. So it was one, one small article uh, every two weeks. Um for probably the second half of second year. Mm. Then in my final year, I applied to be the business editor. Um, so that was a bit more work. And then when I left college, I kind of thought I wanted to still be involved in some shape or form. Mm. And I had the crazy idea to apply for editor. I didn't really think it true. I just said, you know, feck it. I'll do it. I'll give it a go. Um, and they came back to me and they said, yeah, uh, <laughs> we want you to be the editor. So I kind of said, as if there's two of us doing it, I'll be happy to do it on top of my work. Um, so we've Connor Kaplis, who's the editor, and I'm the deputy editor. Um, so, yeah, so I kind of do that on the side. It's very fun. It takes up a lot of time, but I enjoy it, so I can't complain. And how much time does it take uh, per week? Oh, like an embarrassing amount to be honest um i'd say one two probably four hours a day during no that's an exception maybe three hours a day during the week what and then yeah and then the weekends it depends how 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 busy we are uh for example this week was was print week the week we publish um, there was also a lot of other stuff going on, so it was probably our busiest week. So the whole weekend from probably eleven twelve till eleven twelve that night was intermittently spent uh, doing the paper and you know taking a break to eat or to go for a walk or stuff like that. Yeah, and like what kind of stuff do you actually do then? Um, like because <laughs> you like. I always thought you're the interviewer guy. Yeah, but yeah. Then you interview people and then you write articles yeah. about it. But like, I'm, I'd yeah. love to know like more. Like, what else do you do? Yeah. Well, I definitely do that. Uh, that's probably the funnest part. Yeah. Of of the whole process. Yeah. Uh, getting chatting to people, sitting mm. down with people, calling people, whatever, and writing about and uh, learning about and writing about what what they what they've been through. That's that's class. I love that. Yeah. Um, the bulk of my work is making money for the paper. So because we're financially independent, you know, we don't get money from UCD. We don't get money from uh, anyone, anyone unless we go out and ask for an advertiser to put an ad in the paper. Um, so historically, I think the paper hasn't been great at doing that. So my goal was to kind of 
rectify that so i'm focusing a lot on you know it's gonna sound a bit bad but i'm focusing a lot on making money because uh if we don't make money there will be no paper which would be a great shame um so that's probably number one number two then is running the whole uh website and social media that's uh that's a lot of work um and it's not the prettiest work it's definitely not the funnest work but I do it on the bus. I do it, you know, when I could be scrolling through Instagram. So instead of wasting my time on that, I do something productive. You know, I don't really need to be thinking about it. I just do it um, whenever I can. Hmm. So, yeah, that would be the two biggest things. And then working on stories in the background. Um, so our own stories uh, usually involves sending a freedom of information request um so you need to draft that up and it's very it's it's pretty technical if you miss mess up the wording they uh they'll delay the process and get back to you a month later and say because you've messed up the wording we can't give you the information we want uh, so whoever you send it to so for if i if i want to find out i don't know how many cups of coffee are sold in ucd i'd probably have to send a freedom of information request oh right okay which by law they have to get back within four weeks so if i send it to them and it's kind of a little bit faulty they probably won't answer me for another four weeks and say oh it's faulty send another one and that you know so you 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 want to make it good from from the first go um and then once once you get the information you're looking for you can start writing the story um but but the the harder stories take a lot more time than an interview, which is relatively quick and easy to write up. Hmm. So, yeah. And what would you say are the advantages of having a financially independent paper? Wow. Uh, great question. I actually never thought of that. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a pain in the hole, so <laughs> that's not an advantage. I think, it, see, the Observer, which is the other paper in UCD, mm, yeah. is affiliated with the SU purely because they get money from them. Mm. But other than that, there's really not much different. Uh, different, different. There's not many differences between the two of us. So mm. I don't know. I think it's more the, the reputation, you know, like we're seen to be more independent than the observer, even if in reality that might not be the case. I don't know if it is or not because I, I haven't worked in the Observer. I can't say if if that's true, but I think it's it's definitely a branding thing is big. We're seen as independent, which is for some reason seen as better than being owned, quote unquote, by a by an institution. No, of course, yeah. I think so, I think that's. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah. you know that's that's. What I was I just curious because I'm. Um, I was like, mm, okay, so what are advantages there? And when it comes to actually like actually actually making money, yeah. And how do you make money through? the paper like yeah. is it just like going to business and asking them hey do you want to put up an ad in our paper pretty much yeah it's uh tucking away your pride and just asking for money shamelessly but surely that's like it's a win-win situation because like they're getting money you're yeah getting money, yeah like, so what's yeah the well the ones who pay us um right see the value in advertising to students uh, and specifically through the paper um the ones who don't give us money probably aren't so sure and that's fair enough you know it's it's not because they don't want to it's just because they probably don't see it as a good way to spend their money, um, but yeah, I mean, we've we've you know, there's thirty thousand students in UCD. There's I don't know how many, including staff. You know, they can all pick up a paper. We also have a website which is 
way more popular than the physical paper itself. That gets a lot of traction. Um, so, so there's definitely value in in knowing specifically who you're targeting. Mm. You know, um, it's not just sticking up an ad somewhere. Maybe in the Irish Times because you don't know who reads the Irish Times. But in with the College Tribune, you know, you know it's usually these students aged X Y, um, who have such and such prospects. So we see a lot of uh, corporates advertising for us for their grad programs. That that's that's a big one. Um, banks banks like to advertise. You know, get get students in banking with them early and hopefully retain them as a lifelong client. Um, we also see kind of health related uh, businesses advertising with us. Um, so you know, um, health and fitness courses or supplements, vitamins, etc. Because um, I think younger people are probably more prone to being aware of how how vital these things are than someone you know a little bit older. So yeah, and I'd love to know like the actual like the actual full process of how the paper works. So like yeah, first of all, I have a lot of questions. Um, like how many people actually run the paper? <laughs> um, how like do you have an office? Um, like mm. how does everything work? Because I have literally no idea. Because I always thought like people don't really read these papers. But when you mentioned website, I googled it as you mentioned it, and it looks spectacular. Like it's really really cool. <laughs> Thanks. And like I was just thinking like do like you obviously said the website has more traction as opposed to the paper. Um, so I always thought you know like people don't really read the paper. Yeah, it, it's very hard to measure mm. who reads the paper. You know. Um, so, you know, I'm just going to pick figures out of my brain, but say we print, um, a thousand issues, who's to say that all 1000 of them will get picked up? Who's to say that they won't get picked up? Mm. If you pick one up, who's to say that you don't bring it home and give it to, you know, your three brothers and two sisters? That is true. You know, it's, it's, it's impossible to measure. We have no idea. We'd be lying if we said we did. Mm. Whereas the website, you know exactly how many people, you know, when they come, you know, when they read, you know, what they read. It's very, it's very easy to see and to express uh, your readership on the website. So, uh, yeah. And how many people run the College Tribune? Uh, well, you know, for the, the I was gonna say that the top level is myself and Connor, um, the two of us. But everyone who contributes to the paper, I would see them as running the paper. You know, because without the writers, we wouldn't have anything to publish. It'd just be thirty-two sheets of blank paper. You know, um. So yeah, we've we've a lot of writers, a lot of writers. Um, like how much? Like thousands, millions? No, 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 hundreds. No, um, I don't know. It's probably nearing the i'd say throughout the year i'd say maybe 50 people will have written for us wow throughout the year now some people only write one or two some people write uh two or three per issue it it depends on how how free they are how motivated they are how interested they are in writing you know a whole lot of factors but uh yeah i'd say 50 is probably a, a realistic figure and like once once they write that um article or mm. piece mm-hmm what's your role in that do you have to like check if it's correct or whatever or yeah. Like, yeah 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 so typically um so so i'll pan it out for you so there's you know this isn't actually how it is it's it's pretty flat hierarchy but at the at the top we'll say mm. is uh connor and myself right mm-hmm. and then under that we'd have the section editors and so the business section editor will usually 
you know, set the team or we can set the team and he'll uh, relay it to the to the team of writers. So, I don't know, it might be, you know, Brexit's an easy one to focus on. So we could say, you know, write something about Brexit. And then the section editor will have to decide, okay, well, what do I want to, to write about, about Brexit? And once he decides, he'll tell his team of writers, you know, we're writing a piece on this specific topic within Brexit. Who would like to write about it? And then, so they'll write it, they'll pass it back to the section editor who will uh, edit it and proofread and then it comes back up to us and we'll do a final check before putting it into the paper so that that'll be the typical lifespan of a of an average article i see yeah and what do you do with the profits uh do you just reinvest it back into the college tribune yeah do you um, get any income from yourself and how does that work good question uh like i said historically i think we've been poor at making money um not this year not this year <laughs> no um so there's been a few kind of just break-even moments. There's been a few kind of squeaky bum moments, I think, uh, <laughs> that we won't get into. But this year, uh, we're definitely going to make a profit for sure. We're going to reinvest probably all of it because it's just, it's meager. You know, like the 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 value to me won't be much. Um, the value to Connor won't be much. But the value to the paper, like we... we we don't spend any money nearly on the paper. It's very cheap to run. Um, so every little actually does go a long way. So we'll probably just reinvest the whole thing. Uh, we have a few pretty cool ideas what to do with the money, um, which you'll find out. I can't, in, I can't wait to see. In due course, yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And like, what are the key skills that are required to do your job? Mm, my job specifically within the paper. Yeah. Uh I think, I mean, I think anyone could do it. Like, I'm not, not smarter. I'm not better than anyone. I think you know, you could you could teach someone on the street to do it in 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 a day or two. You know, so the skills aren't that technically hard. It's just having the motivation to do it because a lot of the work is probably not that exciting unless writing a paper and putting everything together and you know sharing news with people. Actually, you know is a passion or motivates you so writing probably is the hardest part of it if you're not good at writing you you will struggle but then like uploading stuff onto onto wordpress you know that's pretty easy it's just copy paste um posting to digital platforms is relatively easy mm. just a bit time consuming um yeah and then the research actually is quite interesting but anyone could do research as long as they enjoy what they're researching so yeah, and what has been your favorite kind of aspect of uh, being an editor in College Tribune? Do you have any highlights that you know really stood out to you and then come to mind? Um, yeah, I have one in mind. I can't say it right now because we haven't published the story oh, yet. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't published the story yet, but it's. Um, I think it's the freedom to kind of do whatever you want with it. Yeah, you know. Um, so the the Tribune used to be very tabloidy very very tabloidy mm-hmm. like the sun nearly but we so i think jack power kind of steered it back towards focusing on news specifically ucd news and we've we've really tried to do that as well which is brilliant because there's a lot of stuff going on that needs to be discussed that isn't like uh, what like you know the the spending on the university club or or you know the finances of the ucdsu 
like it might not be controversial but it's good for people to know you know uh what's going on behind behind the doors that's true um so even if there's no controversies it's good to at least be aware of of what is happening um so yeah there's a there's a story coming out touchwood next issue that uh will probably be the highlight of the year for really? me for me personally for me wow. yeah okay so uh, for the listeners they're like oh damn I didn't tell us, but like any <laughs> any other kind of highlights that come to mind, um, that you I think, that you can tell us about, or like some you really enjoyed, yeah, perhaps an interview, yeah, whatever. Oh, I love the interviews. All the interviews, are <laughs> yeah, they're all class. Um, you can read them in the business section of the paper. They're all they're all there. I think actually, yeah, I just thought of this. I set myself three goals in my application to be the to be the editor. So. In right. my interview, I said, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And the X, Y, Z was uh, uh, revive the social channel, channels even, uh, was to launch a podcast. What was the third one? I can't even remember the third one. It's written down in my book. Um, oh, sugar. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was, it was some goal that I had. And uh, I've achieved all of them already. Wow. Now, like uh, we were chatting about this earlier, the podcast. Yeah. I'm I'm not involved in it, but I said it to Connor, and he loved the idea, and he's gotten the ball rolling with it. So you know, full disclosure, I'm not nothing to do with it, but you know, I did suggest it, and it's going really well, and it's really interesting. Um, so yeah, I think achieving what I actually set out to achieve was pretty nice. And it only what took you three months less? Oh no, I mean, I set them in what, what was it June of last year? Oh right, okay. Um, didn't actually start probably till. You know, September, mm. but uh, yeah. So I'd say what six months? In six months, I've achieved the the, the goals I set out. So yeah, it was actually a nice feeling when I yeah. when I, I I only found it I think last weekend the document that I submitted to them for the application, <laughs> yeah. and I laughed. I was like, no way, I've actually done it without actually meaning to. <laughs> yeah, because um, I wasn't specifically focusing on them, but yeah. So yeah, that was a good feeling. And like, I'm curious about the podcast. Mm. So, like, what does it involve? Is that like kind of um, interview style podcast, like what you do with the? No, what, no, no. So we, so I, I kind of wasn't sure if I wanted to do. So my two initial ideas were to do um, just just to read the paper, okay, and maybe discuss it with whoever wrote the piece and say, you know, you wrote this. What do you think? Or can you yeah. elaborate it further than you did in the paper? So that was my first idea. But the second idea was to go back through our archives and you know find some interesting news from. So we set up in 1989. So just go back from 1989, you know, onwards and see like some interesting news, like some weird stuff that people have completely forgotten about that they would just laugh or you know be interested in mm. and uh yeah we settled on that idea so connor and uh, uh another one of the lads hugh um kind of i think g- got got together and discussed it and they've been going through the archives like crazy and mm. digging up the stories and yeah i think the first one was last week or two weeks ago i can't even remember but it was brilliant like some of the story, like i'd never heard any of them so it was as fun as me for it is to anyone else listening yeah um brilliant crazy stuff going on in ucd back in the day highly recommend listening can you give us a little glimpse perhaps a favorite episode well there's only um, been one so far oh just one episode yeah oh. yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. um because obviously the paper is a priority yeah of course yeah. <laughs> um but yeah just uh 
I'll link it to you, and you can put it in the put show, in the show notes. notes. In yeah, the show notes. I need that's, 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 that's the one. Yeah, it's brilliant. I, I recommend. Just if you're interested in UCD, um, some fun stories. Yeah, I'll definitely link that in show notes. And um, I need to write it down, actually, in case I forget. Okay, yeah, do. Um, what was going to say? Uh, like, what were the biggest challenges kind of involved with, um, like, running College Tribune? Like, what are the perhaps not-so-sexy parts <laughs> of what you do? Um... Yeah, I mean, posting to the website is pretty boring. It's just, you know, you have the the Google Doc on, on one half of your screen and the website, the back <laughs> end of the website on the other, and you're just copy-pasting and formatting to make sure it comes <laughs> out. You know, there's nothing fun about that. You yeah. know, just stick your earphones in and get it done. So that's definitely not sexy. I think the hardest part, for sure, is getting money. Uh, it's so hard. It's so, so hard. Because... Um, I personally can see the value but it's it's kind of hard to convey that to people who have a closed mindset they, they won't even you know they, they're 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 there but they're not listening to what you have to say so that's definitely the hardest part so I can understand why why we've struggled with it in the past it's it's super hard yeah yeah and a funny question just came into my head but yeah let's just say there's a genie right and yeah. this genie he doesn't grant any wishes um, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Oh, but um, he he answers any three questions that you have. So, like, and he's actually going to give you the actual information. So, like, what questions would you ask the genie? The genie of knowledge, we'll call him. Um, just in general. Yeah. Or for you, for the pa- the paper. No, just, just in, general, in general. Just for your own curiosity, what would you love to know? Can I um? Can I like retain this information and use oh, it in yeah. my life? And yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Oh, uh, it's there. It's there for good. You're you're, you're the only person who knows this information. To be honest, because okay. nobody else knows this. Okay. Um. So yeah, what huh. questions would you ask the genie? Probably ask three questions on how to solve like the three, you know, biggest world problems. So like, climate change, uh, world hunger, and I'd probably have to find the most deadly disease and ask him how to solve that. I probably mm. they'd probably be the three biggest questions. So you wouldn't ask about the coronavirus, no? <laughs> nah, that's a joke, man. <laughs> uh, no. But yeah, I think I'd probably ask those. Yeah, I mean, I love to know about yeah, climate change as well, because like, it's such a big problem. Yeah. And like, I feel like it should be the number one thing on everyone's agenda. It should be, yeah. Like, fuck everything else. Yeah, I mean... Um, climate change is yeah, priority. Yeah, it's... It's kind of, I was going to say it's funny. It's not funny, but, uh, you know, the coronavirus, like the chances of first contracting it and then dying from it are so slim, so, so slim. But every single headline for the last, whatever, three weeks is coronavirus this, coronavirus that. Whereas if you put a numerical figure to 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 the, the likelihood of dying from a climate uh, change related disease or infection or side effect... I'm sure that people would be more scared, you know? Yeah. So it's a pity, but it's a mindset thing. And it's also interesting because like, um, like when you think about it, everyone's kind of putting in the resources to solve this coronavirus issue. Mm. But when it comes to climate change, well, maybe I'm just naive and I don't really know what I'm talking about. But like, <laughs> I feel like, like what if people did that for climate change? Like what if it was like treated that urgently? Like, like yeah. shit, we need to get our yeah. stuff together. Otherwise we're, we're going to be doomed. So yeah. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, as well. we'd be achieving a whole lot more. That's for sure. Yeah, 
and like what do you think could be done about climate change just out of curiosity <laughs> oh i don't know enough about this topic to give yeah. you a, a knowledgeable answer i think it's just a mindset thing hmm. you know uh, mo- most people don't see it as pressing or urgent until there's some sort of disaster like you know a flood or the yeah. fires in australia and then people for a few days they kind of say oh yeah you know we should do something about this and then they forget about it um i think it's a mindset change uh, i think that'll probably be the hardest hardest uh, barrier and once people kind of realize how 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 important this is the rest will follow hmm. well yeah, i feel like people are like they know what's going on they know it's important but like they're just not doing much better because like i feel like they just okay what what can what can i do i'm just one person in like seven billion people whatever so yeah. like it's, you know i don't know i don't even think it's about doing so for example for we just talk about the coronavirus your goal is to protect yourself you don't care about you know anyone else yeah. contracting it unless it's your family or friends mm. your goal is to keep yourself safe but if you saw climate change as something that could kill you you you'd act very differently true and i think people don't don't think like that i don't think like that <laughs> yeah that's actually a good point yeah because you know? it will kill you eventually if we eventually if we it, it, up, it yeah. probably will yeah 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 i like the whole pollution aspect of it as well it's crazy yeah i mean ask someone in you know beijing or shanghai how they're feeling when they walk out in the street and they'll tell you it's real mm. you know and apparently what like the pollution in, in china is like completely gone now as in like i heard like, that yeah it was like some sort of radar yeah. or map yeah yeah and it was shown like china before the yeah. coronavirus and china after yeah. the coronavirus I saw or that. during the coronavirus yeah yeah yeah. and it's like completely gone i'm yeah. like whoa <laughs> yeah yeah it's impressive i don't know if it's real but yeah it's it's definitely opens your eyes yeah to what could be done and do you have any like um people that you get inspired by in business particularly people that you really look up to people that you admire and so on Hmm. Um, I've actually thought about this. I kind of thought you might ask me this, and I can't. The only person I can actually pinpoint is um, the managing director of PwC, Fergal O'Rourke. Um, purely just because he's very relatable, you know. So, like Michael O'Leary, fantastic businessman, but he's kind of he's almost. I don't know, he's too like enigmatic. It's it's hard to relate to him. It's hard to see how you can be the next Michael O'Leary for want of a better, you know, term. Whereas Fergal, he's like he's done so much, so so much. He's a genius, like, you know, and I don't use that term lightly, but he is. And he just has such a drive and like he, he works so hard. But at the same time when you bump into him, you know, he, he just he's so relatable. Um it's it's weird. I, I can't explain it, but yeah, I think he's probably the only one I'd I'd say that about. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, yeah. and what makes it what makes him re- relatable to you, or like relatable in general? I don't know. Just it's it's kind of like he's just he's just a normal guy. Yeah, you know, if you bumped into him in the street, you wouldn't. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't. You wouldn't even look at him. You wouldn't bat an eyelid. You wouldn't know who he is. And when you chat to him, he's just normal. He's not like you know. He doesn't brag. He doesn't come across as flashy. He doesn't kind of... I don't know. He's just very relatable, a normal guy who's just achieved a lot, you know? So, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely to hook up to him. Yeah. 
Yeah, I always admire people who like, you know, no matter how successful they are, mm. to keep it low. They're like, oh, yeah, just, just an average guy living, yeah. living his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I that. I always think that's really cool. Yeah, I really humble. like that. Yeah, exactly. Humble, that's the word. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he'd probably be my choice. Mm. And let's just say there's a billboard. And uh. on that <laughs> billboard, you can place any message at all. So, um, people, okay. yeah, any message at all. What message would you put up on that billboard so the whole world can see? Ah, uh, God, the whole world. Yeah. So this 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 Johnny fella, he's walking along the street, and he looks up at the sky and he says, "Oh, look, there's a big giant billboard, and there's a message, a message from Alex." Hmm. Um. Probably just enjoy yourself. Just be happy. That that'd be it. That's it. Just, I don't know, a lot of people aren't, aren't like, they're too busy to be happy a lot of the time. In business anyway, I don't know what it's like. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I think a lot of the people around me, they're so busy doing X, Y, Z, or, you know, work is kind of consuming them. They don't have the time to kind of just appreciate stuff. Um, And I know a good few people like that, and it's just kind of annoying. You know, they'll only, like, really let loose and be happy, like, you know, on the weekend or on holidays. You know, like, why? Just enjoy every day, you know? So, yeah, I think I'd probably say be happy. I love that. And, like, <laughs> uh, what helps you stay happy? Why uh, are you such a happy, happy guy? Yeah. I think I just don't care enough about anything. Very few things, I should say. Um, like, you know, the paper, like I'm very emotionally invested in the paper, Mm. but if it were to go bust right now, I wouldn't, like I wouldn't start crying and panicking and stressing. I'd just kind of take it in my stride because it's not the end of the world. Like, you know, um, same with, if I got fired from PwC for saying some stupid on this podcast, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, wouldn't really mind because there's always going to be something else down your way. You just kind of have to think about that. About that. Mm. So, yeah, I just don't really care an awful lot about the, the negative stuff that happens around me. Yeah, I, I think that's such a good aspect or mindset to have. Like, it's something that I recently got into myself. Mm. And, like, when you think about it, like, like, for me, I used to think that I'll be happy when I'm, you know, doing this or whatever in my yeah. career or... I'll be happy when I have this thing in my life or whatever. Yeah. But like, it it made me realize like a couple of years ago or two years ago, whatever, that it doesn't actually matter what you do. Like, you're just a human here for a hundred years living in this tiny rock mm-hmm. in the ever-expanding <laughs> universe. And like, your life is so in- insignificant. And like you said, it doesn't really matter what you do. No. So just enjoying your life, enjoying yeah. every moment that you have, appreciating stuff. And just having yeah. a blast along the way. I think that's t- all you need. Was it Tom who said that on your podcast? I think um, Tom Arnold. Shout out to Tom. Shout out to Tom. I think Arnold. he might have said that. I feel like I've heard him saying that before. Yeah. And he's like that. I think he's like that as well. He's he's always fairly happy by the looks of it. So Yeah. 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 And do any books come to mind when it comes to like um like is, is there any books that you recommend to others or you give to other people? Or mm, yeah, I I love reading. So uh, I'm gonna recommend like 
business books just because mm-hmm. that's what I love to read. Yeah. So, uh, oh, the best recent one I've read. Oh, yeah. Um, a Warning, it's called, by an anom- anonymous writer. I think I was telling you about this before. Who worked in, who works in the he's a senior official in the Trump White House. And it's just so interesting. Like whether you hate him, whether you love him, it doesn't matter. It's a fantastic read. Um it's brilliant. It's really, really interesting. To just to see how he operates, like it's crazy. It's crazy. Um The Spider Network. That's a fantastic one as well. True story about some rogue bankers. Um, it's pretty class, and then kind of on a light-hearted note, uh, the Da Vinci Code, such a good book. What's that about? The Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Well, uh, um, about the, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Have you seen the movie? I haven't. I Have haven't you not? Seen the movie, okay. No. Yeah, the book is. Uh, I'm gonna say equally as good. Actually, the movie's pretty good, but uh, just the book goes into more depth. It's class. Hmm. Recommend that. Okay. Yeah. And just a few fun rapid fire questions. Uh-huh. Um, what is your definition of chasing passion? Uh, maybe just doing something that you're happy to get out of the bed in the morning to do. You're not dreading your alarm. That'll be it. And if you could have dinner with three people, um, alive or dead, actually, mm-hmm. who would these people be? Uh probably just family members who've passed away yeah probably just them get them around a table one last time be nice yeah well Alex I think it's a good opportunity to finish the podcast (laughs) and before we do is there anything out there they like to mention say anything at all um yeah like if anyone's interested in in writing or and anything I discussed about the College Tribune, you know, reach out. Um, or the Irish Graduates Network, that's pretty class. I'm really excited to see where that goes. So if anyone is looking for, you know, connections, you know, uh, help with jobs, whatever it is, just, you know, check us out, Irish Graduates Network. Type that into Google, will pop up. Um, yeah, just, yeah, be happy. <laughs> <laughs> be happy. Alex, it was a pleasure. Thank you Cheers, so much. Um, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the episode and I really hope you enjoyed it. You can find all the show notes on the website chasingpassion.ie. That is chasingpassion.ie. If you're looking to support the podcast in any way, I would really appreciate if you could leave a short review on Apple Podcast and this would literally take about 60 seconds and it will help the podcast grow in so many ways. You can find the link to Apple Podcast in the episode description or just simply search Chasing Passion on Apple Podcast and it should pop right up. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And yeah, just thank you so much. And have a great day.